everyone, welcome to the Unleashing Brilliance podcast. I'm your host, Janine Garner, and I've pulled together some of the greatest minds from around the globe to help inspire you to release your own brilliance into the world. Whether we are talking to entrepreneurs, business owners, or just some all-round awesome people, I can guarantee these conversations will help you start thinking about how you can create more impact in the work that you do. A mix of incredible interviews and my own personal musings, join me from wherever you are to begin the journey to unleashing your own brilliance into the world. Welcome to the latest episode of Unleashing Brilliance. I am your host, Janine Garner, and I am super excited about today's guests. I met today's guests probably about two years ago now. If we're lucky, actually, it might have even been a bit less, but I was instantly in awe of the business that they are creating together, the challenges that they openly admitted that they were facing, and equally what they have subsequently built. What I love is their passion for the work that they do and their absolute understanding of how coming together and working in partnership means that they're actually serving their clients way more than they could ever do alone. Nikki and Vanessa have decades of experience in leadership and sales, and each of them have run their own successful coaching business since around 2015. They help women and non-binary owned service business businesses with teams move from a place of chaos to business clarity in just 30 days. They are absolutely obsessed with helping business owners release that weight of expectation of how they should be doing business so that they can thrive in business. They're both very hands-on mentors. So what you do get when you work with this incredible duo is you get the opportunity to tap into their experience and their perspective of not just one of them, but two incredible business minds. They've got corporate experience and small business experience, which means that they're able to bring to their clients both that big picture thinking as well as the agile on ground thinking of small business. The challenges that they see, they'll talk about a lot in this episode. They see business owners getting stuck in the busy trap of having to juggle all the balls, which often results in business chaos. And they're all about helping business owners turn things around so that they have more time freedom. They are able to maximize their own performance and so that they can leverage smart business growth. And isn't that what we all want? Please enjoy this conversation with Nikki and Vanessa from Business Together. Well, hello and welcome to the latest episode of Unleashing Brilliance. I am so excited with today's guest and it's going to be a challenge because it's not just a one-on-one conversation today. It's me virtually managing to and having a chat with two incredible business owners, the incredible Nikki and the equally awesome Vanessa. Welcome, ladies. So excited about this conversation we're about to have. Hello, hello, Janine and everybody listening. (laughs) Thanks for having us. Oh, my pleasure. I can't wait. Now, in all all transparency, I've got to know these two incredible business owners in quite a lot of detail over the last 12 months as we've been reshaping and growing and learning from each other in terms of the work that they do. And it is through this that I've been inspired by 
the work that they've done and the clients that they serve. And that's why I wanted to bring them to you today. So before we go any further and delve into our conversation, can you share, you're going to have to decide who's going first, Mickey or Ness, share a little bit more about what it is that you're doing now and who it is that you're serving. I'll jump in and kick us off if you like, Ness and Janine. Go for it. (laughs) There tends to be an easy flow sometimes, so we'll see how we go most of the time. So what we do today, Janine, first of all, thank you for having us. It's an absolute honour to be on this incredible podcast. And we work with business owners and teams to really thrive in business without the burnout. We offer business coaching and mentoring and facilitate workshops, but really the overarching outcome is to navigate this world that can be really hustle-driven, hustle-focused, and how to be successful in business and how to create, you know, really thriving culture moving away from that hustle. Yes, there's times we need to, you know, really work hard and we've talked about healthy stress and unhealthy stress, et cetera, but Mm. there's more to it than that. So that's a high level a little bit. To kick us off, Ness, what would you add to that? (laughs) Well, I think what I'd add is we're getting clearer and clearer around the kind of people that we can help because we're noticing them more and more. And Mm. what I mean by that is that message is resonating. I'm sure you're coming across this as well, Janine, around people who are giving and giving and giving and getting to a point in their business where they're just feeling exhausted. And I don't know, do you think that's something that's perhaps increased since COVID? I think we are seeing an interesting shift, to be honest, of people seriously questioning how They either want to work or build their businesses moving forward. There is no doubt that COVID gave everybody probably the kick that they needed because every single one of us was living and working to some level of perceived conformity. And I think what I'm seeing from my private clients, the people in my programs and my corporate clients is there was a almost like an awakening reevaluation that happened over the two years. And as a result of that, coming back into the world as it's now opening up, people are seriously questioning how they want to work moving forward. And I think there's a awareness around this burnout more so than ever before, that people are realizing how much they were almost robotically going around their work and how they were almost surviving on a thread at times to exist. I think there's then a level of awareness, increased awareness that's happened. I think there's a result of that. There's a lot of questioning and pushing back in terms of how people individually want to live and work. And I actually think from an organizational perspective, there's continued questioning and curiosity around how on earth to create this future of work. And I don't think we're there yet. So definitely seeing it, where it's come from, I think COVID was the catalyst, but I don't think we've necessarily resolved it yet. What we are seeing is individuals pushing back. So, you know, in my world, a lot of female business owners, many of them that I'm talking to start with happy to earn more money, but I don't want to work as hard. I don't want the hustle. How do I simplify my business? You know, this is crazy. I'm working harder than ever before. And yet my lifestyle is being affected or I actually don't seem to be earning as much as I would have done. And it's this real questioning that's going on. Is that what you're finding? 
Yep, definitely. And even I just came from a catch up with a couple of business owners. And we see this in our clients' businesses and the community, our communities that we're in, is that business owners feel tethered to their business. You know, we were joking over coffee this morning, they may as well have a chain. (laughs) They're chained to their desk. Now, this isn't, or, you know, it's like you've got a, a job. You're better off getting a day job where you get paid well and you don't have the responsibility of a business owner. And it's not what we, and I say collectively we, went into business for. And I agree. I think that it is the catalyst has been the last few years to actually go, whoa, if the big businesses and the adapting and dare I say the pivoting that happened and, you know, it proved that actually we can do things in a different way. And one of the things that the three of us here talk about a lot is this business by design. It's this, you know, it's create a business that you love and actually does fulfill your desire, your dream, why you went into business. And we often talk, Ness and I, with clients and in our own business about we have to prioritize life just as much as business. So all of our business strategy, and I know it's the work that we do with you as well as the model that we carry through with our clients, business growth, managing money and prioritizing life. You know, they're the three critical areas. And I feel like the business world is finally catching up with our methodology around this now because (laughs) of what's happened in the last few years, even not just online, but actually we've got to prioritize life just as much as business. Otherwise, we are chained to our desks and have a day job disguised as, you know, having a fancy business or whatever. Let's just delve into that a bit because you pretty much have lived and breathed that. You came into business in partnership. How long ago was it? When did you start working together as one business? Two years ago. We just had our (laughs) two-year anniversary um, a few weeks ago. So, yeah, two years ago. So before that, you were obviously both of you working independently. Both of you had before that corporate jobs. I'm curious, can each of you – individually maybe share your journey to here so you know quick summary of that world in corporate what made you then go out on your own and what you learn about yourself through that process maybe we'll start with you Nikki yeah great we love sharing our story so this is a match made in heaven (laughs) and there's definitely themes in what we're talking about around why we came together in business together so if I cast my mind back you know my career history is in sales roles and then stepping into leadership roles in corporate, actually in media advertising. And I actually started a business back in 2009. Well, I say that loosely because I made $17 in six months. So, you know, it wasn't a successful business. I failed miserably. It was the biggest learning lesson of my life. Very grateful for it now. It was very challenging at the time. And then I got back into corporate and almost had to build, well, not almost, I had to build myself back up from that. You know, I went from six figures, then to nothing, and then back into corporate. And I realized that there had to be something more. And that's where I found this world of coaching, but I didn't quite know how that was going to play out for me. So back in media, I worked in advertising agency, then media, and realized that I had this passion for coaching, for working with people. I know it might sound cliche these days, but you know it's unlocking that potential within. And so I was able to incorporate that into my corporate roles, into sales director, and then eventually moving into a sales and performance coach, working 
working, you know, with teams that had were low performing and really focusing on lifting that high performance. And having been in sales for so long, I realized that business owners hate sales. Now that's a general statement, but a lot of business owners avoid it. And sales, my friends, is the backbone of any successful business, whether you are, doesn't matter what role you are, and definitely if you're a business owner. So that's what prompted me, those two things, the passion for coaching and the realization that I had this skill around sales and I can teach business owners and teams how to do that. So I think it was 2015, I went out and started my previous business, you know, focusing on sales and leadership coaching and high performance and increasing profitability. But then I also found I had a lot of success in that space. I was making really good money. I had great clients. Through COVID, something was missing and it was this connection to greater purpose and greater why. And I might pause there, hand over to Ness, and then we'll we'll kind of share, you know, what, what really led How to you came together. Love yeah. it. <laughs> Absolutely. So very similar to Nikki, my upbringing background career was in corporate, but I was in government and working there for over 15 years, worked my way up to executive level but just felt like I kept on, you know, restructure. I kept on going back to my day job, which was, you know, managing a a Centrelink service centre in the country. And I just outgrew it and I wanted more. And I had quite a significant change in my life in 2013. So I had a relationship that ended unexpectedly. I'd been on this leadership program that had just opened my eyes to so many people who were really passionate about what they did And every day I drove back from, you know, all over Gippsland and would go, I don't feel like that. Imagine what it would be to feel like that about what you do. And so with these sort of changes that came about getting put back into my old role, I discovered coaching and decided that I'd go off and learn to be a coach. And it it took a couple of years, but I created my own business. And then from there, leadership coaching and teams and development. And then I think it was 2019, I was in America in a mastermind group. Again, my business had grown. It was really successful. It was making great money. And Nikki called me up because we did our training together back in coach training world. And uh, she called me up and she goes, oh, I believe you've been doing this mastermind. I'm looking for something but can't find it. What are you doing next year? So we decided we would buddy up, become accountability buddies, and we went up to Noosa at the beginning of 2020, created our business visions and plans and, you know, worked out how we're going to support each other through that. And then over a bottle of champagne one night, (laughs) we sat down and did that beautiful question that you ask yourself when you're with your business bestie, what would you do if you could do anything? And that's how Business Together was created because we both realized we wanted to work with women in business. I'd been working for seven years or so and realized that my experience as a leader was further behind me than what my experience around business was and growing a business. And so we had the luxury of 2020 of working out, can we be business partners? What does that look like? What's our vision? Who do we want to work with? And really the rest, as they say, is history. So was pretty exciting times, but I really agree with Nick that we are living our purpose and living our passion. And it's just wonderful to share that in partnership with someone and an experience that I don't think I could go back from again to being a solo business operator because on so many levels, I feel so much more support and connection in business 
And I really think that, you know, our differences and similarities really help bring a whole different aspect that was perhaps missing from my previous business into our the work that we do now. So I'd love to touch on this concept of partnership because partnerships are renowned as being challenging. I'm curious, first of all, what have you, what have you learned about yourselves during this process of coming together to work together? And then the second part of my question is, what do you think each other brings to the table? Let's start with you, Ness. Well, 100%. The first part of your question is so easy to answer. (laughs) When I worked on my own, I had a belief that I wasn't creative. I found it very hard to do sort of like the big picture thinking and, you know, the creativity of anything really within the business. So it was always something that I did, but I just had that negative self-talk, that imposter syndrome going on. When we came into partnership, Nikki and I create together. And that has been an experience where getting just bouncing off someone else and then hearing it through Nikki's perspective, listening to what input I have to say. And then I realized actually I'm way more creative than I thought I was. I actually have a lot to contribute. I'm really good at this. And I think for me, that was such a big difference. And I kind of go back and wish I had been kinder to myself when I was working on my own, holding all, you know, wearing all the hats. Mm. So I really noticed that as a big difference in the way that I appreciate my skill set and what I bring to the table. Does that make sense? Love yeah. that. Absolutely. Absolutely. What about you, Nikki? I love that, Ness, because you are creative and we're creative in different ways and it's such a good lesson and reminder. And for me, I think what first came up for me when you asked that question, Janine, was around it's interesting going from a solo operator to having a business partner because all of a sudden it's not just what your thoughts and opinions are and thankfully Ness and I are really aligned, but then also sometimes there's robust conversations around that. So I feel like that has been a bit of a mindset shift and a very welcomed one. There is still a shift there. And it's kind of almost maybe the opposite Ness, I've given myself permission to not have to be great at everything because particularly when it comes to, and it's no surprise, processes or, I mean, give me a sales process. I'm like loving it and frothing and it's awesome. But any other process in business, it doesn't excite me or the detail or the behind the scenes, you know, the, oh my goodness. But there is such pressure on myself to be kick-ass and amazing at it. Oh, I hope I can say that. Yeah. <laughs> Good. And all of a sudden it's like, actually, yes, as business owners, we need to be well-rounded and it's really good to, it's not about letting ourselves off the hook. We have to still learn and, and stretch into these areas and it's okay to go, this isn't my natural strength. I can do it if I have to, but it's okay to not have to or to not have to strive for perfect. Well, we don't want to strive for perfection in any area, but just, again, that kindness piece around that. Don't have to be amazing yeah, just, at everything. You mm. just reminded me, Nikki, of, you know, there was a time there we were both working on a project and I think you were doing the creative, you know, like the branding sort of side of it and I was doing the behind-the-scenes stuff and we had this conversation where we both went, I feel really guilty because I'm doing the easy bit <laughs> and then you're like, but I feel guilty because I'm doing the easy bit and we both went. the fun stuff. <laughs> <laughs> so it really is about... I believe, playing to our strengths. And we've really stepped into and embraced that more and more as we've got further into the business. 
We don't have to be across everything in the business, but we can definitely play to our strengths. And, you know, that's been a bit of a game changer for us. Along with, I would say, the other game changer is the 49-51 split. So Mm. that's where one of us has 51% over, you know, a particular decision in the business. We listen to the other person, but we're the owner of the decision. And then there are obviously some things in our business that are 50-50 and we both want to agree on. So that would be the the learns I've had from partnership. So there's so much in that around. First of all, you talked about the power of effective communication and listening skills is what you're talking about there. That understanding that together we are so much more. And I know we had a conversation at one stage about trying to identify the roles and really acknowledging the fact that one without the other can't be successful, but together you become a really powerful force in terms of the work you do for your clients. I'm curious, given the work that you're doing now and the clients that you work with, what is it that that drives you to do this work? Because as you said, it's not easy. And, you know, thank you, Nikki, for sharing the business failures. I mean, there's many of us that have gone out on our own, me included, where, yeah, it didn't quite work out as it should. But before, you know, what did you learn from that, Nikki, when you, when your head failed and you had $17 in the bank? What have you learned that you're, you know, has given you this superpower now? Yeah, I love reflecting on it because there is so much. And I think what I had back then was passion and determination in spades. So much of it. I was so committed to making it work and still it didn't work. What I didn't have was the strategic thinking, the strategic view of marketing, the like actually any strategic thinking. I guess Mm -hmm. the main thing is that connection to who is my ideal client and then how is my message and marketing, you know, matching that. None of that was there. And so what I learned is that passion is important and being tenacious is important, but you also need to combine it with actually the smarts. And, you know, the bigger the risk, the greater the reward, the bigger the, I guess, deliberate or considered risk, the greater the reward. Mm. If I summed it up in one sentence, that is what it would be. I was like all Mm. about risk taking. I, man, did I jump in and take risk? but it wasn't considered deliberate thought out, if that makes sense. And I think that's, yeah, that sums it up. (laughs) Yeah, there's something I'm really interested now in terms of what you are noticing amongst your clients that potentially links to some of this stuff. So you talked about communication skills. You talked about that passion is, is good, but without smarts, you're risking it actually coming to life. You talked about considered risk. You talked about the power of the partnership and understanding the strengths and weaknesses and what you're each bringing to the table and the collective force of nature that you are in your business and how your clients benefit for that. And at the same time, there's this passion around getting fed up about the hustle focus and people that are stressed and exhausted and businesses are almost surviving on a shoestring and you're going in to help turn them around. I'm curious from your perspective with the clients that you work with, what what is it that you're noticing right now in, you know, 2023? What are you noticing that's getting in the way of business owners right now? Wow. <laughs> Happy to jump in and start. I think that part of the problem is a reflection of starting a business 
because you're great at what you do, you're passionate about what you do, you know, you're really invested in it. And then having success to the point where you bring on a team and you need to then, you know, step up into a leadership role within the business because people are looking to you to help them. And I think at that point it starts to fall over because we don't necessarily have the leadership mindset or the skill set to be able to bring others on board and help support them to do what's in our head, right? So the two things that happen from there that we see, and we call it Juggle Street, we call it that trap that you fall into where you're everything to everyone, but also you think it's quicker and easier if I do it myself. And so there's a mindset shift that really needs to happen that says, no, 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 I'm the holder of the bigger vision of the business. What matters for me is to stay in that visionary role and then make sure that I have my culture of my business operating to the standard that I want it to, but I've got to skill my people up and I need to take on that role where I lead them or mentor them or there's something different. You can't just rock up to work, do your job and have that blinker focus on, well, I'm the only one who's going to get it done right. And so therefore it just adds pressure and stress on top. And then I think you know, people can be challenging. We're human beings. We turn up differently every day depending on what's going on in our world. And we can get really thrown. The strongest of women that we work with can be undermined or thrown by something culturally that hiccups in the business, where people clash, where they have a bad experience with somebody who works for them. And so then it becomes this overwhelm of not only are they doing it all on their own, they're adding on this sort of beating themselves up about not being able to have the relationships or say what they want to say. And so therefore they're getting less and less that confidence where they were when they started and they're allowing other things to fall in the place of that and they're keeping busy and they're on a mouse wheel and they're doing it all. And sometimes I just see them getting to a point where they go, I just think it's easier if I walk away. And that breaks our heart because there's a way out. And I think when you're at that point exhausted and, you know, feeling like you failed, you know, our perception of failure, it can be really disheartening because often they build up a brilliant business and it's tweaks to that. It's a lot starting with them in their mindset that needs to shift. It's the planning and you know, mapping out and making sure that they know where they're going and how they're going to get there that they just don't have time for and they've lost a connection to why they went into business in the first place. So are you inspired to step up to take massive action in your own business? Maybe you're feeling like the world's best kept secret and a little bit invisible right now. Or maybe you're frustrated at your lack of progress and want to win more at work and succeed more in life. Maybe it's about being ready to welcome more sales and more profit finally into your business. If you're interested in finding out more about my work, check me out on all the usual social platform suspects or email me at support at and let's set up a time to chat about how I can help you. Oh, there's so much in there that I'm nodding my head if our listeners could see me because, 
you know, that's exactly what I notice in terms of people that come into my world or that I end up talking to this, this crazy spinning. You, I love your, I've got a beautiful picture in my mind of the juggle street where they're trying to be the business owner, the parent, the partner, the this, the that, the other, the IT manager, the dustbin man, the CFO, the CEO, the chief of absolutely every frigging everything. And it just becomes a, a struggle. And this, this business, I, this vision, this passion, this, this vi- mission that they had starts really dampening. And you talked about there that what then tends to happen is their confidence starts being eaten away and the overwhelm of what should I do first, second, and third. And, and at its worst point, that feeling of, oh my God, I think I'm going to give this up is very real. And yeah, it breaks my heart, like you said, because there's so many amazing ideas out there. What do you think is that if you could pinpoint that moment, because I'm sure there's people listening right now going, oh my God, that's me. It'd be easier for me to go back and get a job. Well, if you could speak directly to them, Nikki, what would you say to them? If How do they move from that juggle street and that lack of confidence and feeling like they're a failure you know, if there were three tips or three ideas that you had, or, you know, if you could speak to them and you knew they were listening, what would you say to them? Oh, great question. And there's so much I want to say to you who are listening. I really think the problem is that you don't have the space. You're stuck in the busy traps. You don't have the space to be focusing on your business and you're stuck in the business. That's juggle straight. So what I would love to say to you is that the most important thing that you need to focus on right now is yourself. You are probably putting everybody ahead of you. You're putting, you know, all things and all people ahead of you, but you need to create the space to be able to start thinking and stepping back so you can see what the opportunities are. When you're juggling 20 different or spinning 20 different plates, of course you don't have the capacity to see what the opportunities could be. You've got to start putting some of those down, even though it feels like it's impossible. So I guess the overarching message is that it's not impossible, but please don't leave this until it is too late. And by too late, I mean, you get to that point. This is the conversations that Ness and I have with clients. You get to that point where you say, that's it, I'm done, or you're burnt out and you can't physically go any further because if you keep going, you'll end up there. So number one is your number one priority needs to be finding a way to create space so that you can actually start getting some of that proactive thinking back in place so that you've got the energy. You're starting to get that time freedom back. Number two is have a look at the support and the systems around you because most likely there actually are support and systems around you, i.e. if you have a team, are you delegating to them? Could you be outsourcing not just work but cooking, laundry lady? That's actually a business. I don't mean a laundry lady to be politically correct. That is a business name that I've been looking at last week. You know, outsource areas of your life. Get the support that you need to get off Juggle Street. And then the third thing I would say is that really probably you're stuck in business chaos and you need to look at leveraging smart growth. So it's not about being proactive in your business growth, but there's ways that you can get greater profitability in your business or get, you don't have to get more sales necessarily, but, you know, really making sure that financially you have the space to be able to do things like delegate, outsource, build your team. I feel like that was broader than just three simple things, Janine, but such an important message. It's so important. And, you know, just to summarize what you've said, you've basically 
argued, suggested that the thing that gets in the way for most businesses is this concept of Joggle Street, the busy trap that they consequently fall into, and the chaos that eventuates, which what you're saying is if you don't do anything about it, if you stick your head in the sand and hope that, you know, some guardian angel is going to come and find you, the risk is that we lead to that burnout. We lead to the negative impact of stress, which fundamentally means that that vision that you've had for yourself won't come true or it has a ripple effect into other parts of your life. And I love what you're sharing about this need to create space so that you can actually think. We've got a mutual friend, Donna McGeorge, who talks about defining space. And, oh, my gosh, my word for the year is space because of this very reason. Leveraging support and getting curious about who's around you and the systems. And then that final piece about actually the smart growth. I've had so many conversations recently. I'd love your take on this where people are coming into my world and they're literally going, I I can do everything. I'm doing X, I'm doing Y, and I don't want to give that up. But I'm so frustrated at my lack of revenue growth and I'm so exhausted, but I don't want to give that up. I don't want to give that up. You're not going to tell me to do one thing, are you, Janine? It's like they're stuck between trying to do everything and yet we've got a limited amount of energy and focus. Are you seeing that in your world with your clients? This trying to do everything. And then my second piece is, have you been there? Because I know I have. This sounds familiar, actually, this conversation. Absolutely. And if I can just jump in here and share what's really fascinating to me about this stuff, this human behavior, in fact, is that we it's not a a set and forget. You know, I know my own personal story, I was burnt out in corporate. And then I noticed I was actually starting the same patterns again. And you may have heard I've shared the story where my wife, Jules, took me to emergency. We thought something was really seriously wrong with me. It was just a panic attack. And I was like, what? This was after I had already experienced pretty significant burnout in the corporate world. This is before I went out into my business. And that is what set me on a mission. We talked before about why do we do what we do? That set me on a mission to go hang on a second there absolutely has to be a better way to do business and life and what I've noticed since then I mean this was over a decade ago what I've noticed is that the same sort of patterns try to creep their way in so this is again not a set and forget oh yeah I got out of burnout oh nailed it that's it I'm done because then I'm even now even three weeks ago I was like pretty under control with the business side of things. But then I realized I'm just smashing so many tasks in my personal life. 10 minutes, there is only so much that you can do. So it's such Mm. an evolution and we have to continue to keep this top of mind. We can't do everything. We can't be all things to all people. And that's from a business point of view, the ideal clients, the clients that we're working with. Janine, you've kicked Ness and my butt around this multiple times and (laughs) thank you for that. My pleasure. It was great. So even here now, after the success we've had, the failures, the experiences, we're still learning a version of the same lesson. And I think that's so important because also we talk about that feeling of failure we're not failing, we're learning, we're growing. And Mm. if we're learning and making mistakes, that's okay. But when we're burying our head in the sand, that's not okay. I love this. And Ness, I want to bring you in on this because as you both know, I believe part of the challenge that women face in their own businesses is that we are building businesses based on a perceived idea of what it means to build a business. Mm -hmm. You talked there, you spoke there, Nikki, about the patterns. 
And for whatever reason, I wrote a blog recently on LinkedIn. You can find it if you're listening. I am not a white man was the title of the blog. But essentially what I'm saying in that blog is we don't have to build businesses in the same way our beautiful men have traditionally built them. And I'm curious, Ness, do you think that part of the contribution to the chaos, the risk of burnout, the patterns is because we are trying to run businesses in a way that potentially isn't right for either us as where we're at now or 2023 and beyond. Absolutely. And we call it, you know, this whole thing and we hear it. I should be here by now. I should have achieved these results. I should be pushing harder. We're shooting all over ourselves everywhere. And we are seeing that and I know I've experienced that myself in the past and really it's about turning it around and we have been very, very mindful in creating this business where we hold each other to account to make sure we don't fall down that slippery Mm. slide. So we do have strong boundaries around when we're available for clients and when we're not. We don't work on weekends, you know, we have evenings off. It's the structure that we set up for ourselves and role model for our clients and then talk to our clients about what's going to work for them that really starts to change the focus in business. And this is across the whole business. Nikki loves to talk about, you know, selling with heart. It's about having the you in the mix and not just hustle, 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 you know, this is the way that you need to do it. And so, We, and I know authentic is used over and over again, but from my perspective, it's about creating a business that is authentic to what you want. It fits into your vision of how you want to live your life. And that is hard slog because there are seasons of busyness in our world where some of those boundaries need to be flexible, but it's Mm -hmm. always the coming back to that's the line and we go back to what our standards are in relation to that because, of course, we're experiencing ebbs and flows of business as well and there are busy periods that you need to step up and we accept that in any business. It's what you do after that when things settle back. It's what is business as usual, the way that you approach, the way that you turn up to work and what you do and especially when you have a team Mm -hmm. because I find that, you know, there's a disconnect between what you say your business is about what the culture is and then the way you demonstrate that through your own behavior if you're talking about family friendly if you're talking about i hold standards around not responding after a certain time of night and then you're on your email at 11 p.m responding to your team it's ah Mm. (laughs) so a lot of people i think feel like the external world is impacting and forcing their behavior And what's missing for me is the ability to step back and see the responsibility we each hold when it comes to letting others know how to treat us and letting other people know what's acceptable and what's not acceptable. I love that. There's so much about that because what I see is people leaving corporate to set up a business and they set up that business usually with some level of boundaries in place or their vision guides them and, you know, they build their business. And then they get to this point, which is, you know, the sorts of clients that you work with, where they're starting to, they know they're experiencing growth and scale, they've got team or they're building team, but it's how to hang on to who they are in that process. Because what I actually see is the other side of it, where 
those initial businesses and the cultures that they're trying to create end up becoming the very organizations that they've left because they haven't stuck to their guns in terms of the boundaries, the rules, how they're living and breathing their culture. How have those conversations gone with those business owners where you may have had to challenge back and get them to slow down to go fast or get them to stop doing things or get them to rethink or suggest that they rethink how they're doing about it? Have you got any examples of where you've had to help them overcome that struggle street and get space and slow things down and rely on other people where you've had that pushback and as a result of putting things in place, something's changed? Yeah, I mean, I can't, unless you think of a specific example while I while I jump in here, what comes to mind there is more, there's so many conversations like that in general, because people are used to pushing, people are used to more used to the hustle and the push than they are to the stop. What I find almost ironic is that so many conversations I have these days in coaching sessions and one on ones is about practicing the art of nothing as an example. I created that term in a coaching session last week with a corporate leader. We have to practice the art of nothing or micromanagement or earthing. It is literally about stopping and we're not used to that because as a society and potentially as women as well, we've got to prove our our worth and our place arguably even more. So we're used to having to go, 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 go. And it's kind of ironic to me because the most important thing, like I said before, is the flip side of actually doing nothing or stopping or creating space. And there is so much resistance from business owners and resistance in different forms. So there might be the, yep, yep, that makes sense, but then I got too busy or the actually, it sounds all great, but no, I just couldn't do it. Also, there's a process around this. I remember when I couldn't even drive 20 minutes without talking to someone on the phone in the car because I was so used to being so crowded with doing stuff. And so again, there's an art in practicing. So actually, listeners, if you're resonating with anything in here, something you can practice with is the next time you jump in the car and drive somewhere, no music, no podcasts, unless you're listening to this one, of course, that's maybe the <laughs> exception. No phone calls, no talking, no voice notes. Hard to do with the car, but or when you're on your walk, just go for a walk without any noise, no AirPods. I think that's a really good little exercise to do. And if you struggle with that, then that's an indicator that this is important work for you to do. And it's the opposite of what we've been taught. So I can't think of any specific examples other than just the generic pushback there, Janine, around because it's scary and it feels hard. Doing nothing or creating space is scary and it feels hard. I could think of an example, absolutely, of a client that we worked with last year who had been putting off working with us, knew she needed us, put it off, put it off, put it off, got to a point where she's like, no, 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 I really need this high achiever, A style kind of, you know, personality. And so for her, the biggest challenge was getting, you know, like the logic part would come in, she'd understand what we were saying, but then she'd want to process that. And then she would be like constantly like, oh, I've got to slow down and do this. But then should I go and research what that means? And should I go and find out more about how I should do this properly? And because it was this always on, 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 on. And I think what we were able to work with her on is that shift in mindset that you really need to shift here in your own head before the behavior happens. 
So a lot of the coaching we did with her as a business owner was based on, you know, let's unpack the reason behind why you're doing what you're doing and what impacts it's having and therefore let's create what you want. And for her, it was challenging and it's uncomfortable. And yet we need to go through that discomfort in order to be able to achieve the breakthrough that gets us on the other side. There's a difference, isn't there, between discomfort around nearly at burnout and discomfort around changing a behaviour. And so to see her go through that process and realise that she was too busy to take the time out to have her coaching sessions and work with us a year ago, realizing that if she didn't do that, you know, the end result was going to be extremely uncomfortable because that meant she would, you know, she just couldn't continue how she was. And so we just wished that we were able to help her sooner so she didn't have to experience as much pain in order to be able to create the change. But the key here, and I'm sorry to say for anyone listening, there is still discomfort in shifting what we know, what we do, what our automatic pilot is, what our go-to, what has created the success that we have, the drive that we needed to get the business to where it is. We're fearful of shifting that behavior because we associate it with maybe it's things are going to go wrong in the business. Maybe everything's going to fall over if I change who I am right now. And so it's really supporting our clients in particular through that experience and coaching with them so that they can create that change, go through the discomfort, but do it with somebody by your side. Yeah. It's interesting, isn't it? It's like that avoidance tactic to some extent where if I keep busy, then actually I am unconsciously avoiding doing the very work that I need to do to grow my business. And I think one of the biggest challenges of any leader, any business owner is to create that space to actually get some perspective, to connect with what actually needs to be done so you can experiment, try, change, tack versus getting caught in the craziness, the juggle street, as you call it, of just keeping going. Because, you know, I often say to my clients, and I know you do the same, the answers are there. They're right in front of you. You've just got to take this moment to pause and reflect. As we wrap up today, God, we could keep talking forever, putting the world to rights of business owners and small business owners. But I'd love to hear from both of you separately. If there were three tips, so we're going to get six listeners out of this, hopefully. If there were three tips that you'd love to leave any of our listeners that are really connecting in with your message right now, they may be feeling like they're at risk of burnout or They've got an amazing business, but they're juggling like crazy and it's in chaos. You know, what are your three tips, both of you separately, that you would love people to go away and think about? Let's start with you, Ness. Oh, wow. Okay. Gosh, there's so many things that can help. My number one is to understand the story you're telling yourself. So what is it that's got you to this decision or this point in time what's the story you're making up in your head about that because we really need to challenge our belief set so if you for example think there's not enough hours in a day and you don't have time really challenge where that story comes from you might want to do this on your own in reflection on a journal or you might want to speak to somebody else about it like somebody else in business or your your business bestie that would be one the second one is please 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 take the time out to slow down, to walk away, to reconnect, to, you know, just stop, stop and pause because in the silence 
that's when that inner voice will speak the loudest and that's what we really need to tap into and listen to. And I would suggest the third step is ask for help. There's so many people that push through and think they should, here we go back to that word, should be able to figure it out for themselves. And look, Nikki and I fell into this boat last year. We we were like, we both had really successful businesses. We need, well, how come this isn't working kind of at that point in time? We should know this as opposed to going, actually, we need some help as well. We can help other people, but we need help. So it's not a bad thing. We need to get that mindset shift if that's what's holding you back from moving forward. Ask for help. Love that. So what's the story you're telling yourself? Get curious about that. Stop. Like just stop. (laughs) Take the time out to pause and ask for help. We all need help. I think often we get in our own way because we think we should have the answers and actually the world's evolving really quickly. And this is about getting your message out and doing the work that you have been destined or put on this planet to do in the best way possible. Thanks for that, Ness. Nikki, what would you like to add? Oh, they're goodness. And I'm going to build on that with particularly, actually, I just want to touch on the point that you said around support, because we've talked a lot today about the partnership that we have and how grateful we are to have that support. And for you, Janine, the work that we do with you, et cetera. If you're thinking, oh, that's great. You have a business partner. We didn't start by having a business partner. Remember, we reached out to each other and were each other's biz besties before we even went into business. So I'm going to just add that onto Ness's, but I have three additional ones, okay? So first of all is understand what the vision is of your business and then get really clear on your personal vision because the work that we do with our clients is about if you understand your personal vision and how that feeds into your business vision, that's what connects you to your why. So all the things that Ness talked about is the foundation and then look at if you don't have a business and separate personal vision, get onto that. And then also that's what really leads to that strategic growth. So once you've stopped, after you've stopped, have a look at your business and go, am I being really reactive in my business or am I being strategic? And this is where that smart growth comes into play. So look strategically at your business. And then I'm going to say a third one, which might be left of center, and that is please connect to nature. because it is so important for our mental, physical, emotional, spiritual well-being. I just finished reading this amazing book called The Nature Fix. Highly recommend it for the readers out there. And we're, when we're stuck in the busy trap and on Juggle Street like we've talked about, oftentimes how many times do you go outside, let alone into nature? So that's going to be my third one. Thank you so much, the two of you. If I could just summarize our conversation, what both of you have spoken to is in this current climate, the continuing challenge that many business owners face of being on Juggle Street, operating from a place of chaos in their business and reactive, and just caught up in the business of running businesses. And as both of you have said, it's impossible to see the wood for the trees to get perspective, to work out the way to move forward. I love those seven tips, you know, get really clear on what the story that you're telling yourself. And if you need help getting that, the help is there. This ability or this commitment and intentionality around taking the time out to reconnect and stop. And I love your addition there, Nikki, of, you know, sometimes it's about leaving the office. The answer isn't in a fluorescent lit room. And sometimes the answer is not even written in a book or on a podcast. I get out and create that space to connect with what you're really thinking. 
the importance of asking for help. Couldn't agree more. It's always about who you know and finding those business besties or that inner circle that both of you have spoken about, whether it be in partnership or connecting with an inner circle of people that can help you move forward. And they become your sounding board, right? They become the people that you can like have a little bit of banter with and go backwards and forwards, not the yes, yes, yes people. It's the ability to question and to think. Your piece, I think, as well, Nikki, around not just understanding the business vision, but also understanding your personal vision. Because often the two exist, but they're not necessarily aligned. And that is where that tension and that coulda, shoulda, woulda, I think, often kicks in. And finally, love that piece about asking yourself whether you're being reactive, following shiny stuff, or whether you are being strategic in terms of the right plan. There is no doubt in my mind that both of you bring, your clients are lucky to have both of you. I I see like we've got this amazing sort of creative visionary in your business, as well as the smarts and the skills to be able to put the frameworks. And I think that's equally important for anybody that's looking for support in their business. For anyone that's listening in right now, what is the best way that they can find out more about you or get in touch with you? And is there anything that they can access to get some help right now? Yes, definitely. So we have also just launched a podcast, Janine, so I'd love to do a little shameless plug about that, uh, if that's okay. That's the Thrive in Business Together with Nikki and Ness podcast. No surprises because that's what we're all about. So you can check that out on all the usual platforms for podcasts. And then we're over on LinkedIn LinkedIn a lot. So you can find us on LinkedIn. And we also have a whole bunch of free resources on our website, businesstogether.com.au forward slash resources that covers off actually a lot of the key areas that we discussed. No surprise. (laughs) Thank you so much. I really, we could keep talking. We've gone slightly over time, but there is so much genius in there. Really appreciate your time. Thank you so much for sharing so much with our audience. And uh, I look forward to chatting again soon. Thank you so much, you two. Oh, thank you so much, Thanks, everybody, for listening. Bye. Oh my God, I have loved this conversation, Nikki and Ness. There is no doubt in my mind that you are both committed to helping female business owners out there with team to actually build the businesses that they want versus feeling like the only way they can is to exist or continue to exist in this busy trap of juggle streets. So really loved our conversation and thank you for everything that you're sharing. I have no doubt there are people listening right now that would love to find out more about what it is that you do and how they can reach out to you. What is the best way that our listeners can contact you? Well, thank you so much, Janine. I think it's fair to say that we have loved this conversation just as much. And thank you to the listeners. Look, I actually think the best way, something that came up for me as we were having the conversation is that we've created a smart growth checklist. And that strategic look at your business and smart growth was a bit of a theme that came up. So if anybody is curious to look at, do you have smart growth in your business or how you could be a little bit more strategic with this component, then please head over and download our checklist in under four minutes. You'll be able to find what the strengths are, where the gaps are, so you can really start to have that proactive awareness. And you can grab that at b2businesstogether.com.au forward slash smart growth. 
And aside from that, come check out our podcast, <laughs> Thriving in Business Together with Nikki and Ness. Actually, it's Thrive in Business Together with Nikki and Ness. They're probably the two best ways to really check out what we're about and start implementing some of these key aspects into your business and, of course, into your life. Thank you so much. It's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you for gifting your time, all those tips, and what an awesome opportunity for our listeners to access that download. I'll make sure to include that in the notes, and I have no doubt we'll be having a, another chat another time. Thank you so much, you two. Take care. Thank you. Thanks, Janine. Bye, everyone. Oh, how awesome was that chat with the incredible Vanessa and Nikki from Business Together. What I loved about this conversation was just those three key challenges that they identified that so many business owners are feeling right now, that challenge of juggle streets, keeping a hundred balls up in the air, the busy trap that so many of us fall into and the business chaos that results if we're not careful because of sticking in that place and how often these three things actually contribute to that feeling of overwhelm, that feeling of being exhausted and that risk of essentially feeling burnt out or even just throwing it all in. And what I loved about what they shared was this need to create space to think, to get curious about how to leverage the support around you and the systems that you have around you and really ensuring that instead of being reactive, you are actually leveraging smart growth within your business. Those seven key things that they shared at the end are just fabulous from a place of reflection, from a place of intentionally connecting and surrounding yourself in their words, with your business besties, I talk a lot about your inner circle. But also, I loved the point that Nikki raised at the end around not only understanding the vision for your business, but also the personal vision you have for yourself and the opportunity that exists for so many of us, whether we be in corporate, whether we be in startup land, whether we have established businesses, to recheck in on that, to create some space to get some perspective to really ask yourself whether that personal vision you have for your life, for what success means to you personally and professionally, is actually aligned with the work that you are doing right now. Really enjoyed this conversation. Hope you did too. Would love to hear your insights. Please make sure you comment below. And if you're loving these episodes under the Unleashing Brilliance podcast, make sure to like us, to subscribe. And if there's anything I can do for you, make sure to reach out Janine at janinegarner.com.au. Until next time, have a great day. Thank you for joining us for another episode of Unleashing Brilliance. I hope you have new ideas on how to step into your own brilliance after listening today. For those of you who don't know, my own brilliance is helping businesswomen embrace their brilliance to achieve greater profits, align with their purpose and create greater impact through their business. I've helped thousands of businesswomen leverage their networks, build rock-solid business plans, and break through the glass ceiling to become seven-figure business owners and beyond. If you're looking to take your business to the next level and have been feeling stuck or are frustrated that it's been taking forever, then shoot me a message today, as I'd love to help you. You can email me directly at support at 
or find me on any of my social media platforms listed in the show notes below. Until next time, have an absolutely fabulous day.